back to the Heart Center here in Worcester. Merrimack 2, Holy Cross 1, end of the second period of play. Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Second intermission tonight brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate. That's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the macreport.com, neutralzone.net, the Eagle Tribune, collegehockeynews.com. Did I miss anything? I think you got it all. All right. <laughs> Mike, uh, two periods of play here in the books. Uh, Warriors in a similar situation now that they were in the second game of the season at Lake State, leading going into the third period. Uh, Lake State ended up coming back to win that game. But tonight's game, obviously a very different kind of game. Um, only the one goal in that second period, the power play goal from Sammy Tavernier, who I know we'll talk about in a minute. I mean, he's the guy that they, they really need to have get going. But And, and it seems I, I think this might be the best of the four games he's played so far early on in the season. But uh, 16 shots in the first period, only six in the second. They actually got outshot in the second, eight to six. But I thought maybe start to finish, especially uh, when you factor in the power play goal and the penalty kill, uh, maybe a better period that, that, that the Warriors had in the second than in the first. No, I'd agree, yeah. You know, I, I thought they dominated the first period, to be honest with you, uh, even coming out out of it with the tie and then second period like I said the shots I mean I think Holy Cross had one more power play than Merrimack did in the second that that sways the shots a little bit uh, but yeah I, I thought it was a really good second period probably honestly two of the better periods they've played all year and I don't think they've played that poorly in the first three games I mean even Saturday like if, if you look at a lot of, of Saturday's game as far as possession shot attempt shots on goal it's all pretty even the biggest difference was is most of Wisconsin shots went in the net. I mean, that was really the biggest difference in the game. I mean, they gave up 11 goals. They, still, they, still, they scored five. <laughs> I guess a pretty good team. So they haven't played that poorly, and, and this is just, a, I think, continuing a trend of them territorially playing some pretty good hockey. I mean, little things that here or there that I see, you know, I think there's stick work tonight, and it's really, really good. Good sticks at both ends of the ice. We've seen power plays, you know, the puck gets in the slot. you got a, a Tyler Irvine's there, a Dominic Dockery to quickly get the stick on the puck first and get it out of the zone. You have uh, opportunities where, you know, Holy Cross is trying to break out of the zone, and, and they've got guys that are right there on them to, you know, to poke the puck away. You know, overall, it just seems like, you know, that's one area tonight where Merrimack's doing a much better job maybe than they did the first three games. Yeah, even last year, too. I mean, one of the things I noticed tonight, especially in the second period, was it just seems like they've got a lot more high-motor guys. There, there's a lot more just, and obviously there's a lot of new players in this team. We've talked about that, but there's a lot more guys that just, they don't stop. You know, they're in your face, and they don't stop, but the energy level really high. They don't, they don't give up on plays. Whether it's Jordan Seaford or, or Ryan Nolan's always his, his first collegiate first game and he's been somebody's face all night long. Uh, it just seems like they, they've got a, a more of a high motor from a lot more guys. Uh, maybe more intensity, I guess, in the forecheck, things like that. It's creating a lot of chances. It's also limiting, I think, some of the chances for opponents uh, because they're making it, they're, they're becoming a difficult team to play against. From what I've seen through four games, they're a much more difficult team to play against this year than they were a year ago. And I, and I know that sounds crazy because they've given up 21 goals in the first three games. You'd look at that and go, geez, they're not that hard to play against at all. Again, I, I don't think they've played that poorly. Uh, I think uh, ultimately they, just, they, they need to stop the puck from going to the net, <laughs> uh, which which it'll come. You know, I, I think it's it, it'll get better. We've, we've seen it get better tonight. Uh, Troy Coburn getting the start tonight. It's going to be his second start. Uh, it is his second start in four games and, and actually his third appearance. Uh, third appearance. Um, 
Only the one goal allowed so far. Your take on his play? It looked real good. I mean, he had a tough save. First save of the game was a tip right in front of the net. It was a real tough save. It kind of wakes you up, I think, and gets you going. Uh, the goal, obviously, uh, tough to really put that on him. It's a breakaway. Uh, so you I don't. You can never really put a breakaway on the goaltender. So, yeah, I think he's played really, really well. And I think that's the only odd man rush they've given up tonight. I think you're right. Yeah, I can't think of any others. So uh, I, I think he's played really well. He's put them in a position to win a hockey game and on the road in the third period, which is what he did in his last start, too. So ultimately, I think that's what you're looking for on the road. Uh, touched on Sammy Togrini before. A senior guy that we know, you know, has been here at this level before, obviously, and and, uh, and played really well and has that skill. Um, seems like one of the guys that, you know, especially as you got a young team that, uh, you know, guys that can lead the way. And I, I feel like tonight's game at both ends of the ice, you talk about uh, things that you're doing, a high motor, as well as doing little things uh, without the puck. Uh, he seems to be leading the way in that regard. Yeah, and he needs to. You know, whether it's him or Tyler Irvine, that senior class with such a young team, uh, that senior class really needs to lead the way and show these guys that, hey, you know what, uh, th- there's a lot of talk when you go to college hockey from juniors that it's, the guys are bigger, they're faster, the game's faster. Uh, I-, I think it can be overwhelming for a lot of players, so I, I think you look at, at Tyler Drevich, Sammy Tavernier, Tyler Irvine, all those guys, and- to settle things down and show these guys that, look, yeah, it, it is a-, a higher level, but it's also just hockey. Uh, and these are the little things you need to do if you're going to have success at this level. I think Sammy's done a really good job of that tonight. He's done a really good job of it, really, uh, through the first four games, but I- I'd agree with you, like you said earlier, I think this has been the best of, that he's looked in these first four games. I think the freshmen as a whole maybe are playing one of their, their better games here as well. You know, when you look at attention to detail without the puck especially, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of the guys that seem to be, you know, just, just doing the right things, you know, more so uh, here tonight than I think that maybe we saw earlier on in the first few games. Yeah, and some of that, of course, is I think just getting used to the, the pace of the play at this level. And and when there's a lot of guys in that class, there there's a lot of them that are going to be in the lineup every night, so it's going to be noticeable. Uh, but they're getting better. you know. And that's one of the things I know we talked about this, I think, on Saturday, where uh, it's going to be tough, I think, to, to analyze and judge this team based solely on wins and losses because they're such a young team. Really, what you're looking for is where are they improving? Where, where is the improvement coming from? And, and that's one area where we've seen that improvement, and we're only at game four. So th- those are some of the things I think you really got to look at, at, at this group specifically and say, where are they getting better game to game? And, and those little details like, that I agree have been a lot better tonight, uh, those are things that you got to look at and say, okay, you know, this they're, they're making progress. They're moving in the right direction. Uh, recruiting front. We mentioned you work with NutraZone.net. Uh, what's new on the Merrimack recruiting front? Any, anything new over the last few days? Uh, nothing over the last few days. They, they did commit somebody last week. Uh, I think it, I, I, believe, I can't remember if it's Philip or Felix. Tagstrom... It's, it's, a, it's another Swedish player. <laughs> He's playing in his first year in the USHL uh, for Sioux Falls after playing uh, over in in Sweden last year. Um, seems like he's another guy who's projected to be, you know, along the same lines of like a Philip Forsmark who we haven't seen yet. But uh, Sammy Chavernia, you know, a, a skilled European player uh, who I think, from what I've been told, has a little bit of an edge to him too. Uh, so which is going to get a good combination of maybe having an edge and some skill. So he he came in last week uh, and. And then I know for the most part, most of the recruit seasons have started. Uh, not all of them have, or, or not all, I think they've all started. Not all of them we have statistics for yet, because some of the teams uh, are more playing, you know, U16 and playing in showcases and stuff like that. They're not necessarily in a league where it's tracking stats. So uh, I know on, on our side it might not look like their seasons have started yet, but they've all been playing. Uh, and anyone that's been in the USHL or any, anywhere in junior hockey, all their seasons are underway, probably started over the last couple of weeks. Uh, number of 
of uh, players from Sweden, uh, both coming in this year, and, and as you mentioned, you know, committing for the future, uh, Finland as well, the Scandinavian countries there. Um, you know, we saw, we've seen things like, you know, AIC got good really quick by doing things like that, go, going after a lot of those players. Is this something that's uh, being done on purpose, do you think, here? Or, you know, do they just like, you know, what they see coming out of those countries for those players? Or is it just a case that those are the guys that they like? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think those are the guys that they like, and they also have a better chance at landing skilled players from outside of New England anyway. Uh, I mean, Chase Greesox from Ohio. I mean, just I, the kids around here, the kids in New England, I think, want to go to Beanpot schools. It's just that's you're always going to battle that. So the best kids in New England are going to want to go to BCBU, Northeastern, or Harvard. But for the most part. Uh, so that's always going to be tough. That's going to be a tough thing you got to battle when you're looking at, at skilled players from around here. So if you're Merrimack, whether it's Canada, whether it's Toronto, Alberta, Ohio, uh, Finland, Sweden, getting skilled players from other places, I think, is is a necessity. Uh, Mike Cavanaugh has done a lot of that too. I know that. I mean, they've got a lot of not Finland and Sweden, but a lot of Russian and Czech players. Uh, but I know, in, from Merrimack's standpoint, I know Josh Yako's over there all the time. I think he's makes at least, as far as I know, at least one trip a year uh, over to Sweden and, and does a lot of recruiting over there. So you're starting to see that pay off with some of the guys they brought in this year, and even like Forsmark. He played in the USHL last year, but that was his first year in the USHL. He was essentially from Sweden, and tags was the same way. All right, Mike, before we let you go, third period coming underway here. Uh, Merrimack with a one-goal lead. We saw them lose the lead at Lake Superior State against the veteran team. Against, you know, comparison here, Holy Cross, Holy Cross is a more veteran team. What does Merrimack have to do here coming out in the third? I think they got to do a lot of what they did in the second, just make it difficult to play against. You know, you don't want to give up, obviously, odd man Russians, and I think other than, like we said, other than the breakaway, I don't think they've had any. Uh, so, so you want to keep those to, to a minimum, obviously. Uh, obviously, you want to stay out of the box. <laughs> uh, the penalty kill's been better tonight, obviously, but, I mean, they, they struggled against Wisconsin, and, and in a, I think it was the second Lake State game. I think it looked pretty good in the first Lake State game, if I remember. Uh, but stay out of the box, limit odd man rushes, and then from there, I mean, let's see if they can finish this out, because that's, we talk about steps. Are they progressing? They had this situation two games ago. They weren't able to close it out. Now you're looking for an opportunity. Here's an opportunity where they might be able to close it out. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it, folks. Check out his work, NeutralZone.net, TheMacReport.com, The Eagle Tribune, CollegeHockeyNews.com, King of All Media, Mike McMahon has been our guest. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. I won't add any more, I promise. (laughs) All right, score after two is Merrimack 2, Holy Cross 1. We're back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.